Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into the PHNX Suns post-game show brought to you by our friends at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook app i'm lindsey smith i've got espo with me and gerald borgay and guys all good things must come to an end the suns dropped one to the warriors tonight hey let's be honest the phoenix suns are the best team in the nba and they just had an off night right like that's a, that's the way tonight felt and you know doing ni- anything 19 times in a row gets boring so i'm all right with the uh, with a loss here and there. Absolutely. Yeah. Sorry, I got a little bit weird there. I don't did you guys hear the music playing in my background? No. No. Okay, good. I was on I have the ESPN stat page pulled up and their commercial started playing halfway through my <laughs> intro. And I was like, oh no. Sorry, Gerald. Keep going. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, kind of what we were expecting. Scheduled loss, second night of back to back. No Devin Booker. Mikhail Bridges leaves for a big chunk in the second quarter. Um you know, it is what it is. The Warriors are a damn good team. This is a fun matchup, and they wanted to get the Suns back for Tuesday night and end the streak, and they did, and now we move on. The Suns have always taken it by a game-by-game approach. They've said that they the streak doesn't matter to them. I think it does a little bit, but now that it's over, it kind of feels like we don't have this cloud, even if it's a happy cloud, hanging over our heads anymore. Yeah, I, I feel you guys. So this final score was 118 to 96 in favor of the Warriors. But, you know, we may be in the dive bar, but I think it would be okay if we called this a quasi-VIP lounge because, like like you mentioned, Gerald, Mikhail Bridges was missing for a good chunk of that game, and when he went down, I got a little nervous. I think a lot of us got a lot nervous, if we're being completely honest. Hold it on, could Lindsay. have been a I, lot worse than what it was. I got you covered. Let's let's just restart things. To the PHNX Suns VIP Lounge because my, Mikhail Bridges is not hurt. That <laughs> finger ain't hurt. broken, everybody. Woo! Sorry, <laughs> That's all that matters tonight. That really is. As soon as he was walking off, you saw the look on his face. He looked like very upset. It was potentially heartbreaking if that was a serious injury, but thankfully it wasn't. It was just a dislocated, I mean, just a dislocated (laughs) finger. And then he came back in the game and and played through it. So hopefully it's not something that bothers him moving forward. But 
most important headline of the night for the Suns. Not that the streak is over, but that Mikhail Bridges is okay. Yeah. Mikhail seems like the Ronnie Lott type. If that thing was broken, he probably would have just been like, cut it off and get me back in there. Like, <laughs> that, that's how that's how hard-nosed that guy is. The fact that he even came in after dis came back in after a dislocated finger speaks volumes to Mikhail Bridges and the uh, cojones that that guy rocks with. Uh, by the way, the chat, uh, the Cove Crazies, Lindsay, very excited that you were awake. Uh, and, uh, but, but, I was like, come on, we got to get this one over with because I'm tired on this Friday night. <laughs> and and Lace Bacon, also very happy you found the other Emmy. We were afraid it was lost. So. Thanks. Yeah, you know, it took me a little a little while to get it down off of its shelf, but I set up my backdrop a little bit nicer tonight. So I figured I would. Uh... Hold on, a little bit nicer. Those are boxes <laughs> of shoes and you have an Emmy, two Emmys and a basketball on it. I don't know if that qualifies as nicer. Okay, well, the other day I had a fake plant here that was like not cute at all. <laughs> so I feel like this is an upgrade. <laughs> I mean, I'm coming to you from a blank void, so I can't judge either way. Woman's yeah. got Emmys. Proudly <laughs> display them, Lindsay. Harold, My Emmy are in the other you're room. You're in heaven. Oh, yeah, that's right. I, yeah. I am in heaven. You're in heaven. He's, family. he's the gatekeeper. <laughs> Faith and family night the other night really changed me. That's where I'm coming from tonight. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, Guys, we don't have all of our graphics tonight because it's a Friday night. The win streak is over. It's okay. But Espo, Gerald, what you guys drinking tonight? Uh, anything to dull the pain of uh, of losing for the first time in uh, in thirty three days? Fair. Yeah, gin and gin and tonic for me. I'm going gin and tonic. There's no there's no joke there. It's just. We need something heavy tonight. <laughs> I'm actually not drinking anything. I'm just pouring one out for the wind streak. All right. We're just, yeah. There you hey, go. You Probably shouldn't what? do that. There's carpet in here. so <laughs> That might be bad. Your wife might be a little upset with you on that one. Listen, I know we've been joking a lot here off the top of the show. Obviously, it's how we deal with our pain. But real talk, we knew this would come to an end eventually. We talk about this being a scheduled loss. The Suns are without Devin Booker. They were without Mikael Bridges for a good chunk of the game. Second night of a back-to-back. -back. It's really not that big of a deal in the grand scheme of things. It's the beginning of December. There's a lot of basketball left to be played in the regular season. The end goal is, of course, all the way until the end of or June. So we're good. We're fine. There's not really much to be overly concerned about here, but there are some things that we can talk about. Um, we'll start with one of the more lighter spots um, in tonight's game. Let's talk about DeAndre Ayton's performance. So DA finished with 23 points. He had two blocks and six rebounds. Guys, what did you see from DA tonight that you liked? I thought he didn't have the most efficient game. I think he started like three for 11 or something like that. But I did like that he got back to attacking after a while. You know, early in the game, he was kind of taking some, you know, turnaround mid-range jumpers. And he had that one fadeaway against Draymond Green that was just a bad look. Um, but I think he did a better job after that of, you know, putting his head down and going to the rim a little bit more trying to force the issue. He got to the free throw line 11 times, which was a season high. And that's coming off a game where he had a season high seven free throw attempts against the Pistons. So with Booker out, you want to see him getting to the line. You want to see him getting to the line just in general, but especially with Booker out and he's been doing that. 
not a great game for anybody involved. Like I said, he did take some questionable shots on those turnarounds, um, especially when he had some smaller guys on him. But I thought he got better as the game went on, even if the game itself did not get better <laughs> as it went on. <laughs> yeah, uh, inefficient, which is something we haven't seen from DA. That was a, mm-hmm. it felt like a first, uh, at least in a while. Uh, with DeAndre Ayton, but this also is a first for the offense in a while. It feels a little bit lost, obviously, without Devin Booker. Uh, so they were trying to figure out what what they're actually doing out there. I mean, I, I don't really count the Pistons game. That was a pretty ugly game in general. Uh, the bench, you know, in, in particular, and we'll talk about his performance tonight, but campaign uh, came up big in the first half last night, Cam Johnson in the second, uh, the bench didn't really score. The The starters looked a little lost throughout the game. Uh, so I, I don't put this in, in any way on DA for his inefficiency. I, I just, he's trying to figure out what this new world order looks like until Devin Booker's back as well. Well, Espo, you brought up campaign and the bench. So let's talk about them. The bench mm. didn't really show up tonight, unfortunately. Mm. Uh, they had 34 points to the Warriors bench with 51 points. Not the best night for the Sun second unit. No, and they I think they shot a combined like 12 for 35 or something awful like that. Campaign by himself was 3 for 17. He started 0 for 9. Like You're just not going to win many games like that, especially on the second night of a back-to-back. We've talked about this in the past, like, on those on games like those, the bench is key because there's a good chance the starters played heavy minutes the night before. And unfortunately, because the Suns did not take care of business against the Pistons and put them away early, their starters did play heavy minutes last night. Mikhail Bridges played 41 last night. And you go into this game, you need your bench to do literally anything. And <laughs> uh, it was not great from that perspective. Both the cams struggled. Landry Shamit started three for three from three. And then I think he finished, what was it? Three for eight, three for nine, something like that. Three for three for eight. Was he? Three for eight. I, I mean, it, it just wasn't a great game for the Suns bench all around. And you need that in games like these, especially against a deep team like the Warriors who do have, you know, horses coming off that bench. Look, I, I respect campaign's aggressiveness usually, but mm. when you start the game over nine, and you finish three of 17, and you've taken the most shots of anybody on the team, that's problematic. I mean, why the hell did Chris Paul only take eight shots in this game? That boggles my mind. I understand he's in that, going to conserve that energy in the t- until the time's needed. They needed his offense tonight, and it, it, and it wasn't, he didn't take the shots. I just, I wish, you know, six, seven of those shots that campaign took were Chris Paul shots, because you're probably hitting at least half of those if, if you know, and, and granted that's not going to shift a one eighteen ninety six game. Right. But if they happened at the right time, it could have killed some of that uh, momentum that the Warriors had. They went on a couple runs where the Suns had no answer. Usually that's where Chris Paul stops the bleeding and these things don't get out of control. Didn't happen tonight. And, and again, big picture, they'd won 18 straight. This was a ba- the back end uh, of a back-to-back. I, I understand all of that, but I would have liked to see Chris Paul be a little bit more aggressive and Cam Payne be a little less aggressive on a night he's shooting like that. Elon Musk in the chat said, um, campaign, I think campaign was cursed. <laughs> and I feel a little bad. Do you feel like he's just 
in a slump or, or what do you attribute maybe well, his play o- over the last few games well, to? He campaign played well last night. Right. I think, I think tonight was just a matter of, he used everything in the, in the chamber last night and he just didn't have much going for him tonight. And yeah, there were a few shots, more than a few that, that looked like they should have been good or that he'd get to the hoop and he missed, you know, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with campaign. I think this is just a really, really off night. And a lot of that probably has to do with how hard he went last night to get a win against Detroit. Right. And a lot of the work he was doing last night was getting into the lane, being physical, blowing by guys that takes a toll on your legs, especially when you're playing what your 17th, 18th game in like 32, 33 days, like, They've, they've played a lot of games lately. I, I hope that no one watching at home, that that's not lost on them. Cause you know, you can watch the game and it looks like, Oh, the Suns aren't engaged or they're not trying as hard or, you know, scheduled loss or whatever, but like, they're probably pretty tired. <laughs> like they're finally going to get two days off here and then they're going to get three in between Monday and Friday's game. I think that's going to be really big for them, especially when you've got guys that are on the men you know, Frank Kaminsky, Abdul Nader, in addition to Devin Booker. So they're missing a lot of rotation pieces right now. I think we shouldn't take for granted the fact that they won that first Warriors game without Devin Booker for the second half and and half of that second quarter. Like that was an impressive win to me. This was kind of expected. And I, I don't think it's something that we should be too upset about, especially, you know, like Chris Paul. Yes, he probably could have been more aggressive. I think the Warriors did a couple of different things to take him out of that groove that he got into from the mid range. But, you know, he's also a 36 year old on the second night of a back to back. I'm okay with it. And we'll, we'll see how they respond on Monday. Cause you know that this is going to piss them off a little bit. Yeah, I, yeah, think, I, I think Lace Bacon makes a good point though. Payne's body, he says Payne's body must be constantly <laughs> sore. He crashes the floor every play and that's just the way that guy plays. So yeah, maybe maybe all these games had taken a toll uh, on him. And you know, when you look at this, I think we all expect if these two teams meet in the playoffs, there's a high percentage chance that this winds up being a seven-game series. It'd be mm-hmm. back and forth. I mean, even tonight, uh, the Suns kept it in it for you know until midway through the third, and they kept going back and forth each team on runs and the Suns just kind of ran out of gas. This is not a case of the Suns aren't as good as the Warriors. We saw what they did on, on Tuesday against them. And we'll see Christmas where uh, it, we very well may see both rosters at full strength with, uh, you know, Devin Booker back uh, and Clay Thompson back. And then, Hey, guess what? It's go time, baby, because that's, that's going to be the real show is when both of these teams are fully healthy, what does this look like, and what's the reality of the situation? Uh, you're not playing back-to-back on Christmas. You're not playing Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, so you're going to be rested. Uh, I'm excited for that. I have that circled on my calendar like many people do uh, you know, and, and are ready to see what the third installment of this clash will look like. Amanda in the chat brings up a good point too. Warriors had a two had two days off and Suns less than 24 hours of rest and they were still in the game. So it's a good game. And then Espo, you point to Christmas Day against the Warriors. So let's talk about this tweet from Mark J. Spears that came out a little while ago that said, um, Warriors injured guard Clay Thompson said on IG that he hopes to be back in quote, 
in the next few weeks, maybe a month. That doesn't sound entirely optimistic that he will be back by that Christmas Day game. And then you have to take into consideration, Steve Kerr said today that they still would like to have his return be a home game, which I believe their home game before that Christmas Day game is the 21st. I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you think Clay will make it back by that Christmas Day game or not? $100 on the yes, Clay will be back for Christmas Day. Okay. If you guys want to take me up on it. I I don't know if I'm – I mean, this guy has been on a roll with his $100 bets lately, so I don't know <laughs> if I want to bet against him. But I don't know if he's going to be back in time. I think, obviously, for the story, for the buzz, like – and for Clay Thompson, because, like, this dude's been out for two years. We all want to see Clay back on the court because he is a really fun player. But, like – I don't, I don't know if he's going to be back in time for that game. And if he is, that honestly is kind of a little bit, this may sound like a hot take, but it's a little bit of an advantage for the Suns because when you have a prominent piece like that, working his way back in, playing limited minutes, it changes the rotation. The Warriors have been in a great groove. They have guys stepping up across the board, all these wings that they have. It's going to take some trial and error, a little bit of adjustment on everybody's part to work a prominent piece of their roster back into the rotation like that. So if he's back on Christmas, that's kind of an advantage for the Suns, even if it's a small one. Yeah, I, I totally agree. It would be a, a bit of an advantage, but I love the fact that neither team would be able to make any injury excuses at that point and be like, hey, look. <laughs> hey, Frank Kaminsky there. won't be back by Christmas. So, Espo, don't come at me with that. Hey, 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 who knows? Frank could be back. Maybe Dario finds a miracle uh, cure for ACL uh, and what ails him. Uh, Abdel Nader can stay away for as long as he wants, as far as I'm concerned. But that's just my personal opinion on there. So, you know, hey, I, I liked that uh, Brian in the chat, though, said Gerald not buying New Mexican chimichangas jinxed us. I, I think that is true as well. But I'm sorry, go, Gerald. I'm it's your fault. I brought back frozen red and green chili. I just got a thought and share it with you lovely people. Didn't bring any chimichangas, but next time I'll remember it. I promise. We're doing shows at lunch all week since there's no game. So I'm just saying, Gerald, feel free this to, true. This would right. be the week to do that. This, this right. would be the week. Um, speaking of shows next week, uh, the Suns only have two games in the next nine days, which mm-hmm just seems so bizarre because the first quarter of this season has been jam-packed for the Phoenix Suns. Do you guys happen to know off the top of your head how many back-to-backs we've already had this season? Too many? Yeah, I isn't, think isn't it's it like true. four. I think it's four or five, yeah. Yeah. That I, seems like a lot. I'm very concerned for this next week because this will be the longest streak I've seen my family in a row in a very long time. And I'm not sure they can handle me because I've been around you guys for too long and uh, I don't have a filter anymore. So that's be problematic. Like, Take that work shenanigans back to work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that you have a filter around your family, but not at your place of work. Espo. That's fantastic. <laughs> Isn't that, what that's what I love about this place is like, this place has made me a, a worse human being in the way I communicate just because I communicate <laughs> like I'm in a frat now. And, and at home I'm like, Oh, I better, uh, I better tone it down and, and be human again. So <laughs> All right. Well, Charlie in the chat said, need more from Shamit as a starter, and Wainwright is not going to cut it off the bench. Gentlemen, do you have thoughts on these two? Yeah. I mean, I think Shamit was rough tonight. 
obviously we touched on that he was great from three and then he missed all of his twos. And that's kind of been the case with him all season long. Of course, I wrote about him last night and he comes out and shits a brick for this game. So that's great. But so it is your fault. Yeah. It, it, this one, I'll take the L on this way one, to go. But, Gerald. <laughs> but I, yeah, he needs to be better. I think he is, like I said, I think son's Twitter tends to make him a bit more of a scapegoat than he should be. Because, you know, we remember the shooters when they miss a lot more than when they make, um, especially if they have that reputation. He missed a lot tonight. And his defense, you know, he got cooked by Steph Curry a couple times. I don't think it's fair to compare him to Mikhail Bridges as far as trying to guard Steph Curry. (laughs) But, um, yeah, he needs to be better. And I think, you know, when you have to have Alfred Payton in the rotation, when you have to have Ish Wainwright in the rotation – I'm not going to say please trade for Thaddeus Young sometime soon, but please trade for Thaddeus Young sometime <laughs> soon because we all know that it's like it's a perfect match for both teams. Just attach that first round pick, get Thaddeus Young in here, have that extra rotation piece that'll especially help right now with Devin Booker out. And I'm sorry, we got we got to punt on the sticks minutes. We just got to do it. It's not yeah. a thing. I love that everybody is is so tough on Landry Shamit, and then you look down and you go. Oh, he shot a hundred percent from behind the arc tonight. He was three of three <laughs> from three point land. Look, I think starting him is doing a disservice, right? Because that puts the focus on him uh, in, in a lot of ways. He's playing in Booker's spot. It's just uh, to me, I put him back to the bench. I shift McHale to the two. I play Cam at the three or four. Uh, Cam Johnson, that is not campaign, and, and roll that way. I, I think that's the the better way to go about things until Devin Booker's back. Uh, I I like that they gave Landry a shot uh, at it, but I feel like he's better as the bench piece and less of the focus on him, at least at the beginning of the game. And look, Ish Wainwright is is Ish Wainwright. This is the tail end of the bench. This This is what happens when you have multiple injuries all at the same time. You have to go deeper. And... That's fine. He, he's he's serviceable at yeah. best, and that's what you need is serviceable when you're going to the 14th guy on the <laughs> roster, right? Right. He should be playing somewhere. I mean, it, it's rough that he's on the Suns because he's not going to get much run, and when he does, it's going to be, you know, he's going to look worse than he is because the expectations for this team are so high. Like, he should be playing on kind of like a middle-tier team. He could be getting decent minutes off the bench, I feel like, but yeah, on this team, it's going to be rough for him. And I feel like with Shamit in the starting lineup, like like you said, I think it was worth a shot. I think it's hard to gauge how effective it's been because one game he was good, it was against the Pistons. One game he was not good, and it was against the Warriors. Those were like two totally opposite ends of the spectrum. <laughs> so splitting the difference is kind of tough. I think he's the best pseudo replacement for Book as far as like being that shooter that can come flying off screens and stuff. But yeah, Monty has said like he's going to leave it open. He's not going to commit to any one starting lineup. Like they can change that by a game by game basis. So we could see him switch it up and, and try Cam Johnson in that spot instead. I love I love Sundress in the chat going. Chandler Hutchinson must suck in practice. <laughs> Look, I'll I'll based on just what I've seen. I I don't think he sucks, but I I do think that he's. I would I understand why the Suns are giving Ish Wainwright minutes over Chandler Hutchison right now. That's what I, I'll say. I look at Jalen Smith and I go, is Garrett Seiler still available? <laughs> oh, man. Is is one of the Zeller brothers that had less talent 
available? Like anybody uh, with a pulse, are they available instead of Jalen Smith for those minutes? What was his name? Hadadi. I would let's Ahmed bring Hadadi. Hadadi. <laughs> bring back who's your Hadadi? I'm fine with that. But what other what other big bodies that uh, oh. is is uh, Danny Shays from the late '90s available? Is he he and his rec specs? Anybody but Jalen Smith is probably a good thing right now. Jake so I, <laughs> I saw this tonight. Kellen Olson tweeted out that Chandler Hutchison is actually um, currently with the G League. He's actually playing with the Santa Cruz Warriors. So, yes, um, because the Suns don't have a G League team. Right. Because they sold theirs. Um, Ironic that he's playing over in Santa Cruz um, with the Warriors there, but that's where he's at currently. So, who knows when he'll come back or if he will. What do you guys think is going on behind the scenes at the Suns in James Jones' office right now? Do you think he's actively making calls after the scare that we had tonight? I'm hoping there's no goats. That's all I'm hoping. Uh, yeah, maybe he's made. I, I doubt he's making calls tonight, but I know that he's probably had the Spurs sitting there uh, in his inbox for a little while, trying to decide how to pull off a Thad Young trade. And maybe uh, if this goes on and and they have some ups and downs over the next couple of weeks, it becomes a more uh, attractive, uh, you know, option. And and I think it should. Well, not to mention, he's also, Thad Young has come out recently and said he's, you know, n- he understands, but he's not necessarily thrilled with his playing time in San Antonio. He understands the situation that the young guys have to develop. They have to get minutes, but he's not loving it. Yeah. I, so. I feel like the the Thaddeus Young Suns trade is like the, like the first 15 episodes of the OC, like the will they, won't they between those two main characters. I don't even remember Marissa and what's his name? Ryan. How do you remember that at all? <laughs> all right. Like so two, we'll, I was in college when that show was Espo, on. What do you mean? How does he remember that? You guys literally have the same brain. You guys never forget anything that sticks in your brain. <laughs> I, I could ask you OC. what you had for lunch in sixth grade, and I guarantee the two of you would know. Lunchables right. uh, with the pepperoni and the cracker with the pizza sauce. Uh, yeah. That would be sixth grade lunch, but I cannot yeah. remember the beginning 15 right. episodes of the you OC despite have watching it. An incredible amount of memory. I'm just saying I am cheating a little bit because that was one of my girlfriend's favorite shows and she's making me watch it now. I never watched it before, <laughs> so I've literally been watching it the last two weeks. So I'm cheating <laughs> a lot on that, <laughs> but it is. It's like the will they, won't they, and you're just like, oh my God, just kiss already. Just like get it over with. <laughs> I feel like that's what we're waiting on with this Thad Young trade. I don't know when it'll happen. Maybe it'll take the trade deadline. Maybe it'll take the Spurs completely imploding and and him being a buyout candidate. And then the Suns, you know, rush to the front of the pack to try and sign him. But um, yeah, it it really does feel like he could address a lot of things on this roster. And I love Ish Wainwright, but, you know, in the playoffs, if you have one wing down like the Suns currently do and you're having to give Ish Wainwright minutes – that's not the most ideal um, outcome for your team. We saw how one injury in the finals can change everything. Dario Saric going down, and that's a backup guy. You need that third string guy. Thaddeus Young helps cover up a lot of those holes if you get a guy like that. But yeah, like Espo said, I don't think he's on the phone tonight. I don't think anyone needs to overreact to this kind of game. (laughs) 
but it is something to keep an eye on as we watch this next week or two without Devin Booker unfold. Hold on a second. No need to overreact, but you're sitting here going, uh, you know, James Jones and Pop need to kiss already. Like, I, <laughs> I did not say it. That's not like an overreaction, Gerald. I don't know. Oh, man. They're putting, they're putting like, words in my on, mouth. Hold on. <laughs> I have been misquoted. That. I have been misquoted. <laughs> all right, guys. We're going to take a break real quick because I got to tell all the NFL fans out there that if you want to get in with the latest no-brainer bet from the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, all you have to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the code PHNX when you sign up. Because if you use that code after signing up and you place just a $1 bet on any NFL team to score a point, and they do, you're going to win $100 in free bets instantly. It is that simple. You'll be a winner once a single point's scored. Now, the DraftKings Sportsbook app is safe, it's secure, it's reliable. Uh, DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also get skin in the game with the new same game parlays. So combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. This is a great way to utilize your free bets that you get with that promo code PHNX because you can win a whole bunch of money and risk a lot more because it's not even your money that you're risking at that point. So if you want to get in on the action, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now and use that promo code PHNX. Just a reminder, it is 21 and older only. Arizona only gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Espo, I got to tell you, Gerald and I let you and the Crowders cash out club the uh first field goal fellas club down hard today because we did neither one of us picked the right player to put your money on for that first field goal i i was busy watching a five-year-old uh by myself and that is uh much harder work than guessing who's going to score the first field goal in a game so uh, i apologize if I let anybody down, but I don't think I would have picked Mikhail Bridges anyways. This game becomes much tougher when Devin Booker isn't there. Yeah. Because when Devin Booker's there, it's very predictable, and Jay seems to get the first shot. I don't know what the heck's going to happen over the next week and a half without Devin Booker. We may have to hit pause just so we all don't lose a lot of money. That's fair. I think that would be fair. I mean, it's just like a couple weeks. Take a break. Use that money. Buy buy your Christmas gifts from the PHNX locker. Mm -hmm. And then we'll come back to it once you've got more Christmas money in your bank account in January. That's not a bad idea. I I think that's the only way we can go about this right now. (laughs) Because otherwise, we're just going to do a wheel and and pick a guy that way. Maybe we'll do that from now on and, and let it be truly random. Because that's how the first field goal thing worked. It was dumb luck that I won. Yes, I know that Jay Crowder gets a lot of shots, so I took an educated guess, but still, it was dumb luck that I won those times that Absolutely. I did. Absolutely. Manuel in the chat says, I blame Saul for this one. Um, I'm going to leave off the fact that he said, LOL, JK, JK, because we're going to blame Saul for everything over the next two weeks. <laughs> if I, something goes wrong, it is 100% Saul's fault. <laughs> I blame Saul for everything when he's here. Did you guys not listen <laughs> I mean, last fair. night? But now we get we have even more uh, more room to put the blame on him right now. <laughs> I love that somebody tweeted and they're like, 
Saul and Espo started yelling at each other at the eight minute mark. I'm at the 13 minute mark and they haven't stopped yet. Uh, they enjoyed it, luckily, but yeah, that it got a little off the rails last night, and I blame that on Saul as well. So totally. I mean, it was funny though. I I did tune into your guys' show and I thought it was hilarious. I got a kick out of it. So <laughs> lose Connor, losing the finals was a hundred percent Saul's fault. Brittany Price in the chat, Saul's uh, Saul dislocated Mikhail's pinky. <laughs> yes, I think I think everybody's getting the uh getting the idea here. It's I Saul's it. fault. It's all Saul's fault. I love that could it. be a segment while he's gone. We just anytime something happens, we we just have a graphic that comes up that just says it's Saul's fault. I like it. I mean, we could bring it when he's here too. Like we just make it a thing and keep it going forever. Why not? I'm I'm in for it, and he's not here <laughs> to argue. So hey, let's do it. Espo, you're in charge. Just I am. I am the acting make general the executive manager. Decision. <laughs> uh, which is scary for everybody in the office. I can tell you that much. So. Oh my gosh, Manuel said I'm just now figuring out that. That really was Lindsay on the cover. Of the <laughs> I really want to read this book. I need to read this book. We need to get it adapted into a TV show. There, there's two copies of it sitting in the office, so you're welcome to borrow one. I just, it doesn't seem like a book I would want to read, to be honest with you. Like, that's why I haven't read it. You're the heroine in this book. How are you not uh the one that read it or <laughs> haven't, haven't read it. How do you, you should be the one that wants to, by the way, Chris says calling HR. Guess what, Chris, uh, for the next two weeks, I'm HR as well here. So uh, uh, I will take trouble. the call as well. <laughs> also we are in fault. trouble. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Um, anything else you want to talk about, about tonight's game? Uh, I like Elon's suggestion. We need to read one passage of the book each stream. And then <laughs> I and then Connor says, let's start a book club. I, I like that idea. We'll read Lindsay's book and we'll all meet here for a special edition of G-Rated, where Gerald and I slowly make fun of, uh, uh, of Lindsay for everything that goes on in this book that has nothing to do with her action. Yeah, and they didn't tell me what the book was about. When they asked me to take a picture, they were like, hey, this this is a job. You want to take it? Hold on. Walk me through this. You don't ask what the book's about? Like, what if this was something, like, super sketchy that you find out that your face is on the cover of? That that worries me. I mean... I would have had to have words with my agent. That's for sure. If it turned out to be that. No, basically she just said, Hey, I didn't even audition for this. It was just a direct booking. She just emailed me and she said, Hey, they picked you for this cover. I can't tell you what the name of the book is because it's not released yet, but it's a best selling author. It has to do with like old timey stuff. You'll be in a prairie dress and here's the date time and how much it pays. Do you want to do oh. it? And I was like, sure. Why not? That'd be kind of cool. I've never been on the cover of a book before. Like, yeah, let's do it. I want my agent to call me up and go, Hey, you want to be part of something that's uh, old timey stuff. <laughs> Actually, first I want to get an agent. Then I want my agent to call me and say, do you want that? Uh, by the way, Manuel says, Hey, no shade. I know some people who have ended up on the cover of much less flattering reading materials. So. Yeah. Um, funny story, not to get us down a rabbit hole, but when I was 18, I did a stock photo shoot and I was, it was like camp stuff. Right. So I was like a camp counselor, like roasting marshmallows with kids and things like that. And a year and a half later, my cousin emailed me a link 
that had my picture attached to it for a, a Mormon camp in Utah. And my face was the face on the brochure of this summer <laughs> camp. And I, this was like a year and a half later, I'm maybe 20 years old at the time. I had no idea where these pictures went and that's where they went. And then I'm pretty sure that's the last time I did any sort of stock image because that, like, it wasn't bad or anything, but it scared me knowing that, like, you never know where these pictures will end up, you know? And it ended up in Utah. (laughs) Do you know what uh, stock image service this was? Because this sounds like a challenge to find it and then have our fans Photoshop it and do many different things. I wish I'll see if I can find it, but I have no <laughs> recollection of like what it was called or anything, but I'll see if I can go back through my old email and find that link. By the way, Sunder Stunk <laughs> says, Oh, it's actually Lindsay. I thought it was a joke. No, that was actually Lindsay. And Elon <laughs> says 50 shades of Lindsay, not going oh, there, but that's uh, what he said. And then uh, an old buddy of mine, Patrick uh, says, I hope the sun stick to one loss a month because this is still a very uplifting post game show. It just gets weirder if they lose more games in a row. It doesn't necessarily get darker, just more <laughs> bizarre, Patrick. We got to be uplifting because we got smacked <laughs> tonight. So. <laughs> Lindsay's choking. Okay. Lindsay must yeah, have read something I haven't gotten to yet. Comment? Did you no. see Ella's comment? No, what did uh, it say? <laughs> oh, she's dying. Oh, geez. I shouldn't oh, have put that no. up. I did not <laughs> see that and I just clicked it. Never mind. Oh my God. But Brit- Brittany says, Oh, I'm a designer. What stock site? Brittany, we will get you that picture. We're going to have some oh, fun with that. We broke Lindsay again. Manual. Not- Lots of people owe Lindsay some money, apparently. <laughs> Sorry, that was. Oh, no. And then R says, Who would have thought Saul's face would have ended up on Workaholics, too? <laughs> <laughs> Oh no. Oh, I love that the Cove crazies find a way to uh <laughs> break Lindsay. I'm gonna give Lindsay I'm literally gonna give Lindsay a break here so she can she can catch she can pull herself together. Uh oh shit. Yeah, I think they literally she literally we can still see her and she is laughing her ass off right now, which is, is pretty amazing. All right, oh, she's dude. good. We'll bring her back in. I'm good. Welcome back, Lindsay. <laughs> That was a great comment. Hello. And I'm, we're not going to say it out loud. So you got to come to the chat. If you want the, <laughs> the cove craziness, you got to come to the chat to see it. <laughs> the best way to kill Lindsay is to make fun of Salt Lake city, basically. <laughs> I mean, or, or you have your, uh, your idiot producer. Who's also your co-host just click things that he doesn't read before he puts them on the screen. That okay. ad happens too. So it happens. All right. We'll get us back on track here. <laughs> um, do you guys want to talk about anything else from this game, or do we just want to chalk it up as a loss, a scheduled loss, and move on? Hey, uh, yep. the the old uh Suns coach Cotton Fitzsimmons used to say, sometimes you just gotta flush it. And this one is one that you just gotta flush and realize there's another game on Monday. So uh just you know, take those two days of rest. Uh, get ready and uh, start a second win streak uh, on Monday. Exactly. I'm here for it. The one thing that I do want to get, um, Gerald, a little bit of your thoughts on, just from being around the guys at practices and games, I mean, they made history last night, right? And you guys got to talk about it a little bit, but I just want to get more from you on that. What was the vibe like from the, the guys that you got to talk to after the game? 
Yeah, I think they were proud of the accomplishment and rightfully so, because like I mentioned on last night's postgame show, only nine teams in NBA history have ever won more consecutive games than the Suns did. This is a predominantly young group aside from, you know, Chris Paul, Jay Crowder and JaVale McGee. So a lot of these guys, you know, Dwayne Rankin from the Arizona Republic brought up the point in the postgame conference like it was only a couple of years ago you guys were losing 17 straight and now you're winning 18 in a row. Like that's a remarkable turnaround. It is something to be proud of. I think the guys are aware of that. I think they were having fun with the win streak. You know, you saw DeAndre Ayton's post-game locker room reaction to winning their 18th straight. And Chris Paul, for him, he's the only player in NBA history to play on three different teams that had win streaks of 17 plus. So making history once again, as he always does, it's it's something to be proud of. It's an accomplishment for sure. It was a really fun run. Lots of moments that stand out from that. And Monty had said, you know, the way that we've done this with guys in and out of the rotation, with all these back-to-backs, with all this travel, multiple games in a short span of days, like, and the way that they won too, they won some games ugly. They won some games pretty, like they were good defensively. They were good offensively. It was all over the map. They just found different ways to win. That's really cool and really impressive. And it's a fun stretch to remember. I do think that now that it's over, it's not, it's less of a distraction. Monty hates that type of narrative storyline type stuff as it goes. And now that it's over, I think, you know, he's ready for all that buzz to die down and just focus on continuing to get better, which has been his point of emphasis the whole time. Look, uh, for me and that 0607 team, because I'm going to get nostalgic. Saul's not here. He can't yell at me. Right. Uh, by the way, hello. I just realized Jared looks like a put together Pete Davidson. Hello is on one tonight and I'm here for it. I think that's actually spot on. It's and not explain, far off. It <laughs> explains Gerald's dating life as well. So, you know, props to Gerald. Yeah, that's uh, why he's uh, that's why he keeps getting the tens. You got oh, Gerald got himself a baddie. So, she's, 0607. She's <laughs> that team that won 117 straight that the, this team surpassed wound up having a 35 game stretch that they were 33 and 2, right? Mhm. I think this team could do something like that. You know, okay, you got one loss here. I think they could rattle off uh, a bunch more here. Or, you know, maybe one other loss and meet that. That's how good this team is, and and I believe that the talent is here. And it all it does hinge on how long is is Devin out. You know, those kind of things. But I think there's, uh, you know, with this with this spread out schedule now, not jam packed like it has been. Over the next few, uh, uh, over the next few weeks, you could get Devin back in only a handful of games, uh, and and maybe make a run at that. So i I am uh, I'm excited for what's to come, but I also am kind of glad that narrative is over too, because we can get back to focusing on uh, on basketball in general. And now that we've come back to the uh, the dive bar and kind of cleaned out the cobwebs, uh, you know, and, and, and freshened it up just a tiny bit. So it's livable after not being here for a month. You know, I'm all right. If we come here you know, once or twice a month, that's all right. with me. Well, Patrick also, hi, Patrick. It's good to see you uh, in the comments said eight games before the next warriors matchup on Christmas day record predictions over that stretch. So we've got the San Antonio Spurs, the boss. Nope. Sorry. 
Wait, am I in the wrong yeah, thing? You're right. Yeah. No, okay. You're right. Yeah. San Antonio Spurs, Boston Celtics, Clippers, Portland, Washington, Charlotte, Lakers, OKC. Uh, you guys I'm gonna, I, well, it's tough because with Devin Booker out, I don't know how long he's going to be out. That Portland LA one is a back-to-back. I'm going to guess Devin but, comes back on the 21st or maybe okay. the 19th. That's my guess. I'm going to say six and two. I, th- I think yeah, six I and two would be pretty good over that stretch. They could very well go seven and one, but I would say six and two for that stretch. I'm going to go seven and one with an outside chance that it's eight. No, that back to back scares me, but I, uh, I I have faith in this group. I think I'm going to go Gerald's initial six and two. I like that. I think that's a solid one. I mean, that's a pretty that's a pretty good month still for the Sun. That I look at it, I'm like six and two is kind of disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> how things have changed. My God, how far we've come. What a time to be alive. <laughs> By the way, one of my favorite Cove Crazy says uh, Connor says Pete Davidson's the Walmart version of Gerald. So. That's right. Oh, that's nice, boy Connor. Connor. We love you. <laughs> uh, okay. Manuel says seven and two. Connor says or seven and one. Manuel says Sundra Stunk six and two. Connor six and two. Patrick says I'm with Gerald. I would feel great about six and two. And Elon Musk, because he's Elon Musk, says eight mm-hmm. no. So all right. Eight eight no, Elon. We're gonna hold you to that. Yep, we're gonna hold you to that. I hope I hope you can hold you can come bring that back, those receipts, and throw them in our faces. I hope mm-hmm. so. Connor says sons and eight. So it's <laughs> <laughs> Connor. All right, gentlemen, thanks for hanging out with us on a Friday night. Um, We will be back on Monday at 6.30. We've got a pregame for you to preview that Suns and Spurs matchup. Tip-off will be set at 7 p.m. So, as always, we'll be here at 6.30 with a pregame. And then following the final buzzer, we'll be here postgame. So put it in your schedules and your calendars now to come hang out with us. Until then, enjoy your two-day weekend and spend some time with your family. If you're looking to do a little Christmas shopping, get some things off your list, head on over to phnxlocker.com. We just dropped our Southwest Bias shirt. That's going to be a hot commodity, so take a peek at that if you haven't seen it yet. Or you can gift a subscription to gophnx.com. Um, and then give the gift of Gerald's sweet, sweet content. I mean, what could be better than that? Waking up to that on Christmas morning. <laughs> right, Gerald? Absolutely right. <laughs> hey, Ger- Gerald's going to be working on that sweet, sweet content on Christmas Day. So make it worth his while. Go uh, go be a subscriber, all right? Absolutely. Yes, that, that can be your Christmas present to me. <laughs> there you go. It's a win-win. You get to give the gift of Gerald, and then you give Gerald a gift of your support. I love give this the, for us. Give the gift of Gerald sounds <laughs> like something. I'll say that. Uh, the, oh, our very own uh, Pete Davidson. Give the gift of Gerald <laughs> Borgay. And with this that, I'm Lindsay. You can follow me on Twitter at LindsaySmithAZ. That's Gerald Borgay. You can follow him on Twitter at Gerald Borgay. And you can follow Espo on Twitter at Espo. Until next time, Espo. Ahoy, hoy. Thank you.